Hey, it's Amy with intuitivecoachingwithamy.com, and this is the messy and dirty conversation no one wants to have with themselves. We're going to talk about healing low self-esteem. In case you're new to my program, I'm an intuitive and a coach, and I use my psychic abilities to help you achieve and receive the desires of your heart. If you are sensing it is time to hire a coach to help you move into your next level, then consider my services, intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. And while you're there, sign up for my newsletter and I will send you an intuitive message every week. Low (laughs) self-esteem. As an intuitive coach, I'm going to be talking about the energy of low self-esteem. There's a psychological aspect of of low self-esteem, you got to go and get that from a psychologist, but we're going to just talk about energy. And because I'm an intuitive coach that's focused on you getting what you want, when I encounter someone that's suffering with low self-esteem, it looks like this. So consider your big, beautiful vision, the energetic component of that whatever that may be. The details are going to be different for every person. But let's look at the high self-esteem person versus the low self-esteem person. And this is all about the starting point, the energetic starting point that you're in, the state that you're in when you set out to achieve and receive that big vision. Someone with high self-esteem Their starting state is, I trust myself. Someone with low self-esteem, their starting point is, I don't really trust myself. Someone with high self-esteem, their starting point is, I'm in this. I'm going to do this. This is me. Let's go for it. Someone with low self-esteem, their starting point is, What's everybody else up to? And the comparison game. Someone with high self-esteem, they're not engaging people-pleasing behaviors as they move through their journey. That doesn't mean they're not kind and loving and respectful and concerned about the welfare of others, but it's not people-pleasing. Someone with low self-esteem is moving through their vision trying to please everybody as they go, which is essentially is impossible. Someone with high self-esteem, their starting state is, I feel control over my life. I feel that I have dominion over my life. Someone with low self-esteem, their starting point is, I feel like I have little control over my circumstances. Someone with high self-esteem, they have some boundaries in place. They doesn't mean they have to be perfect, but they have some boundaries and they know what those lines are. Someone with low self-esteem doesn't have boundaries and they usually, the few boundaries that just maybe they have some stitches of boundaries, they don't know how to enforce them with others. So as you can see, if you're setting out to get what you want and you have low self-esteem, it can make it very difficult for you to walk out that journey. And when I say walk out that journey, being really clear about what you want, trusting and believing that you can have what you want, taking action on that desire and trusting your intuition and being able to navigate all the energies and circumstances you will encounter as you move through that journey. When your self-esteem is low, it's very difficult to do that. So it has nothing to do with the possibility of the vision that you're holding. It has everything to do with where your self-esteem is that's going to determine if you're going to actually achieve it. And why this topic, why I call it the messy, dirty topic, is because I have found that even my most conscious client that's devoted to their self-growth, their spiritual growth, the achievement of their desire. They will, they will inevitably, this is the one little piece that they will avoid doing. They might buy the book and read a few pages, but they won't 
really go all in with healing the self-esteem. And quite frankly, there's a reason behind that. And I'll share that later in the podcast. And But here's the reason why I think we subconsciously avoid doing work on our self-esteem. It's because when we heal that particular area of our life, everything will shift, including relationships. And that much change can be very overwhelming. Also, healing low self-esteem, like healing boundaries and codependency, can't really be done halfway. You can't dip your toe in. You're either healthy or you're not. There's a there's no kind of healthy. There's no a little bit better. Like I love it when I have a conversation with the client. Well, Amy, I'm, I'm, I'm it's a little bit better. When it, for some things, yeah, sure, you can go and do a little bit and and see a result and do a little bit and see a result. When it comes to low self esteem work, you got to be all in. You can only do it full. You got to do it full out to really reap the rewards. And one more time, healing these areas of our life will change everything. And that can be really scary. You have to become someone new. And the life that you've built around that old self will have to fall away. So often people self-sabotage their healing journey because it's almost a form of self-protection. They're protecting that old identity and their place in the herd, their relationships, their community, the structures that they've built, so they won't be alone. So I will say this, if you choose to do work to heal your self-esteem, you might temporarily be alone. However, if you do it full out because you believe there is an experience greater and available to you on the other side of this work, you will not feel lonely at all. Low self-esteem is why your vision doesn't work out. Low self-esteem is why your biggest and boldest dream doesn't come into fruition. Low self-esteem is why your inspirations, you know, you get that beautiful eureka moment. That's why they don't seem to come together when you start to walk them out. Low self-esteem is magnetic. It's a vibration. It's an energy in your energy field. So as a result of that, you will magnetize or attract people, situations, and circumstances that fuel your low self-esteem. Again, I'm an energy worker, so I'm talking about energy. There is a psychological aspect to all of this. That's not the conversation we're having. Though, I think that that is necessary too. And often, the way that you heal it energetically is you you're probably going to have to do some of the psychological aspects of it. So low self-esteem is why you can do what you love and then the money doesn't follow. Low self-esteem is why you can set out to manifest something and your result is less than the vision that was the catalyst for the journey in the first place. It's um, as I was rehearsing this show, an example came to mind. I was in college and I was dating a man and uh, he said, let's go hiking. That was one of the dates. And we had done a couple of hiking dates, but this one in particular is a very popular location here in Los Angeles on the West side. And so we get there and there's tons of people. And this is, you know, very, very early 2000s. And uh, people are on their cell phones. They've got their Starbucks coffee you know, it seems like people are like hanging out and they're on this hike. We're all hiking up this mountain. You know, you know, it's not like nobody's in like major hiking gear. It's it's not like that. And so we hike up this mountain and the murmur as we're hiking up this mountain is what we're heading to is this waterfall. Right. And so we hike and hike and, you know, it's crowded. It's not it's not peaceful at all. Right. So not only are you hiking up this mountain and, uh, you know, you got all these people around, people having, you know, hanging out and, you know, it's not it didn't feel like you're in nature, but you didn't feel like that experience of being in nature. But the, the we're doing it because we think, you know, we're going to see this waterfall and we get to the top of this mountain and it's literally a trickle of water. 
like like such a trickle like it's truly a trickle of water coming off this mountain and we're all standing there and one lone little kid says that's it and people chuckle because that's what us adults are all thinking like that we just went through all of this for this and that is the journey of executing your vision when you have low self-esteem in your energy field you will do all the work particularly if you're a type a overachiever or you might even just do the work because you're just so excited by the vision that you're holding for yourself and what could be possible for you that you're willing to walk it out and you will do above and beyond And because of low self-esteem and the journey that occurs as a result of low self-esteem, the result will only be a trickle. And you're left standing there thinking, that's it. Low self-esteem is awful. It happens to all of us, to a lot of us. And when I say all of us, I mean the people who are probably drawn to my work. But let's just call it what it is. It's awful. And there are some in the counseling space that take an attitude of, well, you either have high self-esteem or you don't. And if you don't, it's going to be really hard to accomplish anything great. This is because the damage to your self-esteem is done during childhood. But just as we have to the power to reparent ourselves I believe we have the power to heal our self-esteem. I have not seen an overall approach to self-esteem in the sense that, oh, let's heal it. It's more, how do we deal with it? And so because I'm an energy worker, because I am a spiritual worker, because I believe in something bigger than myself, and I believe that we can overcome anything, I believe that we can heal the self-esteem. So I'm going to give you some suggestions in this show as to how to start to do that process. I truly believe everything can be healed if we commit to healing it, including your self-esteem. You will have to be diligent and willing and determined and creative because there's not a set path to it. There are resources available but you will still have to go within and really shift that energy within you. And you're going to have to be curious. You can't pretend like you know how to do this. You can't pretend like it's not a big deal. You have to go into it with an open mind and an open heart. And in the process, you may have to clear some emotional wounds and you might have to definitely create some new paradigms from which you operate from. And I I think I say might because I'm trying to soften the blow a bit, but yeah, you're going to create a whole new paradigm for yourself. And with that, you will probably have to find a new herd. So self-esteem work is not glamorous. It seems to lack the mystical power and pizzazz. Uh, Every time I offer a self-esteem program or offering, they tend to not sell. Because, you know, I don't, I don't sugarcoat what it is. Hey, we're going to do work on self-esteem. I'm not going to call it uh, up-level your life. Mm, no, uh, we're doing some self-esteem work. And I think you have to look at it directly in that sense. It's very much like uh, the perspective that people take in the 12-step tradition, that you can't sugarcoat that shit. You, you got to look at it head on. So I, I hope that you will look at doing your self-esteem work head on and accept it. Okay, I have low self-esteem and this is what I have to do and this is what I have to shift out of. Self-esteem work is not effective if you start and stop and tell yourself you'll get back to it. And the reason people start and stop is because as you're doing the work, it's going to seem basic. It's going to seem so basic, but it's a fundamental aspect of being a healthy and thriving human 
the foundation that we build our life on is often not seen. And if that foundation is not in place, we can almost convince ourselves that it is. So think of it like a foundation of a building. And one of the boards in that foundation, one of the the pillars in that foundation is rotten. And that's low self-esteem. And so we have to dig up a lot to heal that. And it requires that you spend some time with the most underdeveloped part of yourself. So it's not just, we're not just talking a wound or, or a trauma or a painful circumstance that happened in our life. We're talking about some fundamentals um, that are underdeveloped. And that's okay. It's okay that it's underdeveloped. And what I have found is that people with low self-esteem, they tend to be superhuman in another aspect of their life. And so for a good part of our journey, we can compensate for the low self-esteem. But when it comes to really getting what you want, that true desire of your heart, if you have low self-esteem, you're going to have to deal with it to be able to allow yourself to have what you really, really want. You can no longer just rely on your superhuman abilities. So I'm superhuman in the, the spiritual realm, the intuitive realm. And I, I could not heal self-esteem solely that way. I had to look at it directly. You can't spiritually bypass self-esteem work. You can't pray it away. You can't meditate it away. You can't have a mystical experience to rewire how you value and perceive yourself. You can't do a bunch of yoga or go on a psychedelic trip or get a psychic reading or drink a green juice or go on a cleanse to heal your self-esteem. You have to do the dirty and messy work around liking yourself and all that entails, valuing yourself and all that entails, making right decisions. And it's not that, oh, every decision is going to be perfect. No, it's not that. Someone with high self-esteem, they start the decision thought process from the place of, I will get to right. The person with low self-esteem starts the decision-making process from, Hope it works out. There's a probability it won't. And as a result, they second guess themselves because it's not just the person with high self-esteem, every decision they make works out. It's that they know that they can deal with whatever occurs as a result of that decision. They can take full and complete responsibility for it. Now, someone with low self-esteem it's not that I think you were skirting responsibility. No, but we take whatever results so personally that we can't transcend it and learn from it and grow. You got to do the work to assert yourself and know what that means to assert yourself, how to honor yourself, how to recognize your strengths and, and hold firm to them. And not let some source come from outside of you to question what you know that you're actually really good at. You have to be able to try something new and be in difficult situations and not feel like your world is going to fall apart. You have to be able to show kindness towards yourself. You have to move past mistakes without blaming yourself unfairly. And take the time that you need for yourself. Believe that you matter and that you're good enough. Believe you deserve happiness. This is foundational. It's not you walk these out. It's like you start with these perspectives. So I'll review it again. You start, your starting point is I like myself, I value myself. Your starting point is I make right decisions and I can assert myself. And again, right decisions does not mean that the result is going to be perfect, that you can trust and see that no matter what occurs, you will be okay. That 
the result isn't defining who you are. You honor and recognize your strengths, period. You can appreciate praise and some outside source can't come in and make you question all that you know to be true. You feel you're able to try new things or take on difficult tasks without it being soul crushing if things don't line up exactly in the way that you've made up that they need to. You can show yourself kindness no matter what's going on. You can see a mistake and not beat yourself up or blame yourself or make yourself wrong in really unfair ways. You can see where, oh yeah, okay, I see what happened here and course correct instead of, oh my God, this must mean I'm unworthy and deserving and I can't have what I want and the life is not for me, right? You can take time for yourself and not feel like, it's an inconvenience or taking away from another aspect of your life. You make taking time for yourself a priority. You believe that you matter and that you're good enough just inherently. It's not a question. It's not like, oh, something can show up that make you makes you question that. And I'm not saying like, oh, people with high self-esteem don't ever question or consider. Yeah, we're, that's human nature. But when you have low self-esteem, it's a constant question. Everything that shows up, you're measuring it against your worthiness, your deserving, your enoughness. And then you have to believe that you deserve to be happy. And that is the starting state. We're all going to go through things and we're all going to experience some challenges and shit we didn't expect to show up and things that go wrong or things that don't work out the way we thought. But in the middle of all of that, as you move through all of that, there's still this deep part of you, a foundational board within you that knows that you deserve to be happy. And when you have low self-esteem, you can move through all of that. And all it does is make you question yourself and it hurts and it's painful. Your self-esteem is a part of your vibration. And only way to change your vibration is to explore and change your beliefs, thoughts, words, feelings, and resulting actions. When I realized low self-esteem was getting in the way of my highest vision for my life, I, I went to spirit for guidance because that's my superpower as to how to heal it. And this is the download I got. Do the work until it's done. Seek out a resource written for kids and teens, because that was when the original wounding occurred, and create a high self-esteem mindset. So doing the work till it's done means when it gets uncomfortable and, it, and you're feeling icky and you, it feels so basic and you feel shame because it's so basic and you should already know that you keep going seeking out a resource i found workbooks are really effective particularly workbooks written for kids and teens if you look for things written for adults by adults it, it gets too heady right it's too this isn't an intellectual discussion this is what the intellect is built on top of. But if the, that board is, is rotten, you can't really build a healthy intellect on top of it. So I think that's why Spirit guided me towards pursue resources written for kids and teens and go through that. Because I'm a type A, I did a lot of them. I read books on self-esteem around for kids. I did workbooks for teens. And I just kept doing them and kept doing them and kept doing them until I felt a click. It's often the, the resource I recommend most to clients. Get a workbook around self-esteem written for kids and teens. They will buy the workbook and then they will do one page. And uh, for all the reasons I've already shared with you. But I'll tell you this. I had a client who's just a fucking powerhouse in terms of she wants what she wants and she's willing to do the work. And uh, she also hit this wall. That's how I knew, oh, wow, if she's hitting the wall, uh, this, this 
it's not hard. I want to be clear. Doing self-esteem work is actually rather easy. And the way that spirit kind of prescribed, not kind of, definitely prescribed to do it, it makes it, you know, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable, but it's not challenging. I want a sip of coffee here. It's not, it's not overwhelming unless you are buying into all the garbage in your mind. And I guess because I've done a lot of work around identifying when the garbage comes up and I, and saying, Oh, that's just garbage in my mind. I could do all these workbooks and move through it. But I recognize not everybody is there. Right. And, and, and has that awareness that they don't have to believe everything that they think. Like you hear people say that in the metaphysical and spiritual space, but it's, it's actually true. And until you start living that out, doing something like low self-esteem work, it, it can feel uncomfortable. But this client that she, she bought the workbook, she even went and she was talking to people about the workbook. And so some things came up in her life. And I said to her, hey, well, where are you at on that? Because I'm sensing that's what this is. This is what's magnetized this experience. She's like, yeah, I didn't. Amy, I did a couple of pages. I didn't do it all. And so some things showed up in her life that, that felt urgent to her. Right. And so she was going to have to go back in. And I said, you know, get on that, that's that workbook. And so she spent a weekend going through it and she created probably one of the most powerful and rapid instant results I've ever seen in my life like something so monumental that it, it it reaffirmed my already firm belief in the power of doing the work. I mean, and it was the, I mean, she, we had this conversation on a Thursday. She spent the weekend working through it. And on a Monday, on a Monday, she created something that, that was so, Like it, it only had to be energetic, right? It only had to be energetic. And so I do know that if you are willing to do this work, it, it is incredibly powerful. And so in this podcast, I'm going to give you some affirmations that I channeled to help you with the mindset piece. So again, the, the prescription download that I received was do the work until it's done. Seek out self-esteem resources to heal the self-esteem written for kids and teens, and then create a high self-esteem mindset. Because right now we're holding a low self-esteem mindset, right? So we have to shift out of that. But it's not, it's not necessarily a a, oh, I just have to see this a little bit differently. You have to truly become and replace all of the low self-esteem thoughts, beliefs, ways of being with high self-esteem thoughts, ways of being. But that is difficult to do when all you have known is low self-esteem. So while these affirmations are a tool. I want you to really see them as not just something you repeat over and over again, but they are something that you become. So it's not just repeating it, though I think there's great power in repetition. It is it is truly sitting with the affirmation and asking yourself how I can become this. Again, I'm not a psychologist, I'm a spiritual worker. And these, ener these affirmations are designed to work on an energetic level. If you are sensing you need psychological help with healing low self-esteem, please go get it. It's worth it. Figure out a way. There is always a way. If you're sensing you need it, then there is a way for you to get the psychological help you need. Okay, so here are the affirmations that I channeled to help you shift into a high self-esteem mindset. I trust myself. Imagine if you move through your whole life 
from that perspective. I trust myself. The starting point. You wake up in the morning and it's, I trust myself. That that's just how you be. I trust myself. That's who you are. I trust myself. How would you be different? How would you be different? Next, I sit with a decision and tune into my highest good. So you sit with a decision that you need to make and you can tune into what is for the best for you. People with low self-esteem and codependent tendencies and boundary issues, they sit with a decision and they think about this and that and this and that. They, they're not putting themselves in the forefront of what is best for them in their life. They don't know how to. When that, that low self-esteem board is rotten or when that self-esteem board is rotten, then you don't, you don't sit with a decision. You are factoring in all these different parts and, and, and it's usually someone else is involved in that. Then that's where the codependency comes in. But if you are ready to shift into a high self-esteem mindset, it's I sit with a decision and I tune into my highest good. I sit with a decision and I tune into my highest good. I sit with a decision and I tune into my highest good. Next, with the divine, I can always know what to do. With the divine, higher power, spirit, something bigger than yourself, you know that you can always know what to do. With your higher power, you can always know what to do. Meaning, I downloaded this and spirit was very specific. My spirit guides are even jumping in. They're saying, make it clear, Amy, they have the ability. And when we have low self-esteem, we forget that we have the ability or we don't know. Really, it's not a forgetting. It's we, we, we weren't taught. Uh, it wasn't embedded in us uh, that we have the ability to always know what to do. I speak my truth. I speak my truth. I speak my truth. We're creating a mindset for high self-esteem. I speak my truth. I speak my truth. I speak my truth. Now, it doesn't mean people with low self-esteem lie, you know, intentionally. Uh, I think they don't know that they're lying to themselves and to the world. So I speak my truth. I choose situations that do not invoke defensiveness. When you have high self-esteem, why do you want to move through your life fighting? You don't. People with low self-esteem don't realize that they are choosing situations where they wind up feeling defensive. So I choose situations that do not invoke defensiveness. I choose situations just inherently. You're, you're magnetizing situations that are harmonious. doesn't mean stuff's not going to come up. But for people with low self-esteem, more often than not, they wind up in a situation where they feel defensive. Next, I am safe being my true self. I am safe being my true self. So when you have high self-esteem, you, 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 it's just, yeah, of course. It's totally safe to be who I really am. When you have low self-esteem, you don't believe that that is possible. And people play that in, out in various ways and forms. But ultimately, at the core, you either feel safe being your true self or you don't feel safe being your true self. So we want to create a world within you where you know that it is always safe to be your true self. I am safe being my true self. Next, I am always willing to do my best. Above and beyond is not required. I can choose above and beyond, but it is not required for me to do my best. That's the enoughness. 
knowing that you are enough just as you are. I am always willing to do my best. Above and beyond is not required to do my best. When you have low self-esteem, you believe that you have to, you have to, you have to. There's no other choice that you have to go above and beyond, no matter where you feel, where you're at in your, your body, how you physically feel, no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what resources are available to you, you still feel that, oh, I can't have good in my life unless I go above and beyond. Now, people with high self-esteem actually sit with it and choose. I'm going to do my best, period. Do I want to go above and beyond? Does that feel right to me? Does that feel good to me? Right? People with low self-esteem feel they have to. There's no other choice. And that is why we get a trickle. This is why uh, it's not just burnout. It's, it's, it's like an energetic, all our systems are burnout from this belief system of above and beyond. Next, my best effort is more than enough. My best effort is more than enough. My best effort is more than enough. Next, I only attract people who love and appreciate my best effort. I love and appreciate myself and my best effort. And so you only attract people who love and appreciate your best effort. So here's the thing here. When you have low self-esteem, it's in your vibration. It's in your energy field. It's magnetizing. You tend to attract people who will always ask you to do more. Right? So now, with this new mindset, we are saying to ourselves and becoming a person who only attracts people who love and appreciate your best effort. I only attract people who love and appreciate my best effort. I'm willing to love and appreciate my best effort. So that's, you know, that's the next piece, right? So next affirmation here. I am willing to love and appreciate my best effort. People with low self-esteem can give it their all, do their best, and still be critical of themselves. Maybe they didn't get enough praise and feedback for, from some source outside of them. Uh, maybe the journey was so messy and beat them up so badly that it makes them question their best effort. But people with high self-esteem, no matter what's going on around them, they don't question their best effort. So now in this moment, you are willing to appreciate and love your best effort. And this isn't about letting yourself off the hook, right? We still have to take full and complete responsibility for our life, right? It's saying, I'm on the hook, I take full and complete responsibility for my life, and I'm willing to love and appreciate my best effort. Next, I give perfectionism back to my childhood years. I give perfectionism back to my childhood years. I give perfectionism back to my childhood years. So I don't think everyone with low self-esteem has per the perfectionist bug, but I do see People who are playing out perfectionism in my practice, in my one-on-one -on -one work, it's the result of low self-esteem. So um, I'm not a perfectionist. And I have low self-esteem. So I don't think I'm recovering from low self-esteem. I'm healed around self-esteem. Um, but I do think, uh, people can, can be, can have high self-esteem and perfectionism too, my spirit guides are saying, but you see it very much so with people with low self-esteem. So I give perfectionism back to my childhood years because I do believe that that's when it's developed energetically. When I read it psychically and somebody's playing out, they're telling me a story and I'm reading the energy around it. I'm like, oh, that's perfectionism. Okay. Um, 
this year, spirit has been showing me that energy is an actual entity, a lower vibrational entity that befriends us. It's a spiritual psychic entity that befriends us when we're very young and it's lower vibrational. It's, it's evil. Um, given the client I'm talking to, I'll call it a demon. Actually, I don't even sugarcoat it now. Lately, I've just been telling everybody, no matter where they are on that spectrum, I say it's a demon. It's, it's a demon. Uh, perfectionism is a demon that befriends us. It makes us think that it's our homie. Uh, at a very young age. And and initially, it feels like there's some benefit to following its wisdom and its guidance. But as you age, and uh, you know, I'm middle age, and more and more of the people that I support are um, in their, their 30s and into their 40s and 50s and 60s, that is when you start to really see how destructive it is. It starts to take a turn at 40 where you start to see, you know, psychically I see, oh, uh, I see where it took a turn. But by the time you get to 60, if you still have perfectionism around, it's so difficult to do anything. So I love this affirmation. I give perfectionism back to my childhood years and you can just sit with it and send it back, send it back again. There'll probably be some psychological work you need to do, but you can work on it energetically and send that perfectionism back. You can cast that demon out of your life. I demote my inner critic. Next affirmation. I demote my inner critic. See, here's the thing. Uh, when we have low self-esteem, we've given that inner critic uh, a CEO role in our life. And you can replace inner critic with demon, goblin, ego. We think it's all God and all knowing and the buck stops with it. And so you have to actually demote it, right? And you can demote it without a lot of emotional messiness if you just see, okay, inner critic, goblin, demon, ego, it's time for you to step down and make it easy like that. Um, And if you're easy with it, with that demotion process, it must respond with ease, right? If you hold on to it and fight for it, and I know somebody's probably like, well, why on anybody, Amy, fight for their inner critic or their demon or goblin or ego to stay in the role it's in? Because it feels fucking familiar. And so you've started to identify it as as a uh, something godlike in your life and it's going to feel really uncomfortable to take that power away from it because now you have to find a true god a true source of power right and that's uncomfortable so i demote my inner critic and again inner critic you can sub in demon goblin ego i banish my inner critic from my energy field next affirmation i banish my inner critic for my energy field. And again, you can replace inner critic with demon, goblin, ego, inner mean boss. I banish my inner critic from my energy field. I turn over every stone until I am healed. I turn over every stone until I am healed. Giving up is not an option. I can heal. I will heal. Again, I turn over every stone until I am healed. Giving up is not an option. I can heal and I will heal. Next, I'm willing to have a healthy and relaxed relationship with time, money, and food. So, people with low self esteem probably have some type of issue with time, money, and food, or maybe even all three. Uh, it's, it's quite interesting how someone with low self-esteem, you'll see eating disorder or disordered eating, I should say, a disordered relationship with time and a disordered relationship with money. 
I, I've got a lot of thoughts on that. I mean, I could do a series of shows just on that, that, that piece. Uh, but as a psychic, I see it over and over and over again. When the self-esteem board in your foundation is rotten, you usually also have some disordered way of relating to time, money, and food. And it's usually being guided by the voice of that inner critic, that demon, that, that even perfectionism. Uh, I hear uh, more often than not, uh, people with low self-esteem, they want to tell me that they're going to use food to clean up their vibration. I do think that there, there can be a vibrational aspect of food, um, 100%. Um, but is it going to do what you think it's going to do? No. No. It's, it's, a, it's a disordered view on food, and that's bold, uh, because it's so prevalent in our space to think that that can heal everything but it's like me saying oh i got an issue with this and so i'm gonna go and just meditate on it for a hundred years and it's gonna be healed no I, I might get some insight in that meditation but there's still an action something that needs to be specifically walked out um but when you have low self-esteem, you think if I can get control of my time, if I can get control of food, if I can get control of money, then it's going to heal that, that hole, right? But that hole is the result of low self-esteem. So again, the affirmation is I'm willing to have a healthy and relaxed relationship with time, money, and food. Those aren't problems. Those are just tools of human life. There's no bad or wrong way to use time. There's no bad or wrong way to use money. There's no bad or wrong way to use food. But when you have low self-esteem, you think that there is this good column and this bad column. And that, that can only be reconciled as you heal the self-esteem. I am willing to choose the balanced approach. I am willing to choose the balanced approach. Low self-esteem creates imbalances all over our lives, right? So now the affirmation is, I'm willing to choose the balanced approach. I re refuse to take the loss for someone else's low vibrational output. That's, that's all heady and metaphysical, but it, if you sit with it, it totally makes sense. So I'll say it to you several more times. I refuse to take the loss for someone's low vibrational output. I refuse to take the loss for someone's low vibrational output. All right. So there's someone in your herd who showed up because of the low vibrational output of your low self-esteem. And they've got a low vibrational output. Maybe it's related to self-esteem. Maybe it's not. And when you have low self-esteem, you think you're, you, you're responsible for that. That you have to suffer as a result of their low vibrational output. You don't. You don't. I refuse to take the loss for someone's low vibrational output. That's where we overwork or we overdo or, or um, overcompensate. Um, my spirit guides are showing it could be, um, I have many clients who are in leadership roles. They have a person on their team and they're having to step in and do that person's work instead of dealing with the issue of, oh, they probably don't need to be on the team anymore. It's that you feel that you have to go above and beyond because of someone else's low vibrational output. I refuse to take the loss for someone else's low vibrational output. Next, my light is magnetic to only the best, brightest, and healthiest people, situations, and environments. My light is magnetic to only the best, brightest, and healthiest people, situations, and environments. When we have a low self-esteem, we think this is a question mark. Oh, well, maybe they might be the best. Maybe they might be the brightest. Maybe they might be the healthiest. But when you have a high self-esteem, you are only available for that. 
you seek that out, you look for that, you avoid anything that is not that. When you have low self-esteem, you think you're just a victim of whatever shows up. And I get it. And believe me, guys, I'm not making anyone wrong in this. <laughs> I I get the journey. So if you are feeling a trigger of shame around this, please let the shame go and hear the affirmation as it is. My light is magnetic to only the best, brightest, and healthiest people, situations, and environments. These affirmations are pushing to the best that they can. There will be additional work you will do. Pushing the vibration of low self-esteem to the edges of your energy field until it's pushed out. My light is only magnetic to the best, brightest, and healthiest people, situations, and environments. Next, I am always and forever more than enough. I am always and forever more than enough. I am always and forever more than enough. Next, I make a balanced assessment. I make a balanced assessment. So when you're assessing anything, it doesn't have to be these extremes, these highs, these lows. It can be the centered approach to it all. I make a balanced assessment, no matter what it is, from what you eat to how you use your time to who you surround yourself with to what you spend your money on, how you use your money. I make a balanced assessment. This is, this is a, a part of that decision-making muscle that is underdeveloped. I see and feel only love wherever I go. I see and feel only love wherever I go. I see and feel only love wherever I go. I am only drawn to what feels healthy. I am only drawn to what feels healthy. I am only drawn to what feels healthy. I only do what feels like true love in every area of my life. I only do what feels like true love in area every area of my life. I only do what feels like true love in every area of my life. So I uh, have been making lots of attempts to do self-esteem work with people in a very direct way. And I keep offering various programs around, hey, let's heal the self-esteem, right? Because I can see the value on this side, right? But again, I don't put a glitzy, glamorous title on it. And so I was writing this email for a service I was offering around self-esteem. And that's where I channeled these affirmations. And I decided to turn it into a podcast. And I winded up not sending the email. And it's so interesting. I wrote this you know, weeks ago. And then I just did a show on true love. And and so I, I love that this affirmation showed up. Let's go back and listen to my show on true love because it, that is such a powerful vibration. So high self-esteem mindset. I only do what feels like true love in every area of my life. And it's not this, uh, we think true love is this like, ah, oh, I've been swept away. No, it's just this like sensation within us. This this strand of 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 magic. It's like a, a a thread, right? The thread of true love is woven throughout our journey. So I only do what feels like true love in every area of my life. I accept some things are going to be difficult. This is the affirmation. I accept some things are going to be difficult and challenging, and I proceed with self love self-respect and curiosity. It's a meaty affirmation because you might have to go look at, okay, self-love stuff, self-respect stuff, and curiosity. What do those all mean to you? And how does that show up for you? But that's fine. Go and do that work. That's why I said these affirmations are going to help you push low self-esteem to the edge of your energy field. And then there'll be some additional steps so it's pushed out completely. So I accept some things are going to be difficult and challenging. And I proceed with self-love, self-respect, and curiosity. People with low self-esteem, they don't accept that things might be challenging and difficult and hard. They take that also personally. but And so when it shows up, they feel like, oh, God, this must really mean something. It doesn't mean anything. 
And you can move through all of those experiences with self-love, with self-respect and curiosity, open and, and aware and willing. Next, I release embarrassment because it disconnects me from source. I release embarrassment because it disconnects me from source. I release embarrassment because it disconnects me from source. So embarrassment, yeah, it's a feeling. Shows up. Yo, you don't have to act out of that. You can name it and feel it and acknowledge it. And it doesn't need to mean something about you. Embarrassment, I think, is just one of those dumpy feelings that just, I want to believe that, that there's some cosmic reason why it exists. but I've, I've maybe I've just gotten it in my older years. I'm like, no, that we just need to eradicate it. And maybe that is why it exists because I'm being called to eradicate it. I, I don't think we need embarrassment. It doesn't serve us. It doesn't make us do better next time. What it does, it keeps us from seeing whatever it is that created the embarrassment and, and what we can do to heal that. And it pushes people away because we're in the state of embarrassment and we think that people can feel it or sense it. They, they can't. All they can see is your actions out of the result of that embarrassment. And those actions are usually pretty wacky and unkind and unloving and mean, right? And so let's just, let's just release embarrassment. When it shows up, acknowledge it, name it, explore where it came from, why it showed up, and then let it go because it disconnects you from source. It disconnects you from source. This is where I talk about that lonely, right? Um, that, that doesn't need to be in existence in your world. That lonely feeling, it's usually, it has some origins in embarrassment. I felt embarrassed and then I isolated or, um, I moved away from whatever that situation was. I release embarrassment because it disconnects me from source. I release nervousness because it disconnects me from source. Yeah, I, I don't think you need to be nervous either. <laughs> I know I spirit gave that to you. I release nervousness because it disconnects me from source. And here it is. I'm not telling you to spiritually bypass any of these feelings. I'm not telling you to pretend like they don't exist. You just stop viewing them as powerful. It's just a feeling, a sensation. Oh, my heart kind of races when I'm nervous. Isn't that interesting? It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. And, and you stop giving it power to define you. I release nervousness because it disconnects me from source. I am no longer a match to energetically unhealthy people and situations. I am no longer a match to energetically unhealthy people and situations. We're healing the self-esteem. I am no longer a match to energetically unhealthy people and situations. I am no longer energetically unhealthy. Next affirmation. I am no longer energetically unhealthy. I am no longer energetically unhealthy. Really taking this one on requires that you start to envision a you where you are healthy. So this affirmation starts that shift. Sometimes we can't just go directly, I'm energetically healthy. We have to start believing that there can be a reality where we are no longer energetically unhealthy. I am no longer energetically unhealthy. I rest when I am tired. This is one that I have lived by. I've shared many times. I know why it came forward in this list. This is, stops that above and beyond the people pleasing. Do more so people will love me or this or that to get some something outside of you to fill that hole, which the only person that can fill that hole is you. And I rest when I am tired. I rest when I am tired. No questions asked. I act in the moment I am inspired. I act in the moment I am inspired. You see, you don't have to sit on it. You don't have to question. You don't have to be able to ponder, research, talk to a hundred different people, get, get a lot of energies in your inspiration. No, 
I act in the moment I am inspired. I act in the moment I am inspired. I've been really playing with this one. I'm really playing with this one. And it is actually 100% possible. I'll leave it at that. I act in the moment I am inspired. No one is judging me unjustly. No one is judging me unjustly. You're not trying to control others in this statement. You're just living from the place of, oh yeah, I don't even think that way. Mm -mm, No one even judges me. Mm -mm, I don't even think that. There's not a world where people are judging me negatively and poorly and um, in ways that are unjust, right? I do not judge myself unjustly. I do not judge myself unjustly. I do not judge myself unjustly. I am kinder to myself. I am kinder to myself. And it's not kinder in comparison to how you treat other people. It's just from this state of low self-esteem, you're making a commitment to be kinder. And for some, it might mean you might need to start with, I am kind to myself. And then you will start to be kinder, even more, even more kind to yourself. I am good just as I am. I am good just as I am. I am good just as I am. I naturally and and instinctually get better and better. I naturally and instinctually get better and better. This affirmation is that, hey, that's the journey. You don't have to try so hard to get better. When you have low self-esteem, you think you have to try so hard. And, And oftentimes what I've seen as I listen to content that for people that are in a 12-step program, there is always this notion of I try and try and try and it doesn't get better. We're trying from the whole, right? But when our self-esteem is healthy, when we are holding the vibration and the mindset and the energy of high self-esteem, we just naturally and instinctually get better and better. That's just the unfolding. That's just the way it goes, right? We don't have to try so hard right? Next, I forgive my childhood and anyone and everyone that has contributed to my low self-esteem. I forgive my childhood and anyone and everyone that has contributed to my low self-esteem. I clear my energy field of low self-esteem and replace it with high self-esteem. You can do this as a visual. My spirit guides are showing me very clearly the, the way they want you to approach this is they see see the low self-esteem in your energy field in your mind's eye and then seeing it pushed out and then seeing an energy flow in and replace that spot and that energy that flows in is high self-esteem and you can envision it in colors and, or sounds however way you most connect in that way i clear my energy field of low self-esteem and replace it with high self-esteem I am willing to discover and explore my way into high self-esteem and stay there. I am willing to discover and explore my way into low, into high self-esteem and stay there. I am willing to discover and explore my way into high self-esteem and stay there. Those are the affirmations that came forward. So keep doing this work and keep doing this work and keep doing this work till it clicks. I cannot give you a step-by-step on this. I can't say, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you're healed. But that's with anything we are healing, right? Trust your intuition to guide you. If you really pray to heal your self-esteem, and I prayed to heal my self-esteem, After I got clear that that was what was getting in the way of me manifesting my big, beautiful vision, I prayed to be healed around self-esteem and to do the work to heal my self-esteem. And so pray with intention and passion and then keep working at it, keep clicking away at it until it clicks keep hammering it out until it is smooth. Keep at it. I truly believe you have the power to shift out of low self-esteem and into high self-esteem. 
Please be conscious, be aware, be curious and willing. And when that part of you, that's that inner critic that hopefully we just banished even in, in this reciting of the affirmation, when it shows up or comes back, sometimes they do because we allow it and says, mm, you know that already. You don't need to do any more low self-esteem work. Let that be your cue. Let me go back in. Let me go back in. Let me go back in. Let's do, let's do some more work. And you will reach a place where you will start to feel differently. Okay. That's my show. I'm Amy of intuitive coaching with Amy.com. I know this is a longer show, but I wanted to be of service to people going through low self-esteem, moving through their life with low self-esteem. And so I pray that this show was helpful. Now, if you are looking for an intuitive coach, I would love to support you. Consider my Elevate Intuitive Coaching Package. Consider my Massive Result Intuitive Coaching Package. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Again, I'm Amy of intuitivecoachingwithamy.com. Take care of yourself.